0: This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Hey, it's Dr. Jimmy. Welcome to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. Today, we are going to talk about senior horse nutrition. I'm feeling extra qualified on this topic right now because I've got three horses who I all suspect are over 25 years old on my place right now. So I am in full swing uh, senior horse feeding mode right now. So I thought I would share with you guys some tips and tricks and um, just kind of general rules when it comes to feeding senior horses and the things that you need to look out for. Um, So I think the most important thing to consider when you're feeding a senior horse is making sure that you have uh, routine dental exams done. So um, senior horses, you know, a good rule of thumb for most horses is at least annually, you should get their teeth evaluated. Um, When horses start to get uh, further along in years, uh, you may actually need to shorten that. It could even be as often as every six to eight months that your senior horses are going to need to get looked at by a dental professional. Um, The reason for this is horses have what is called, what are called um, hypsodont teeth. So that basically just means that their teeth throughout their entire life continue to grow. So like humans have what we call brachiodont teeth. That means that once our adult or permanent teeth come in, we have them for life. They don't grow anymore. Um, But with horses, their teeth are actually fairly soft. And so when they chew or when their teeth are grinding together, their teeth are always being worn down. Um, so in order to compensate for that wear down, uh, those teeth have to continue to grow. Now, that can cause some pretty serious problems for a horse uh, if they have maybe malalignments in their jaw. Um, there's, there really are a series of things that... Um, Horses deal with when it comes to to dentistry. And you can't see that just by pulling their lips back. Um, You really have to get a speculum, open their mouth, and really be able to look at what's going on clear in the back of their mouth and look at their molars. Um, And so, some common problems um, that you can see from just opening their lips and looking at their incisors or those teeth at the front of their mouth. Um, You can easily see an overbite or an underbite situation. And if a horse has an overbite, meaning their top teeth are protruding a little bit farther uh, forward than their bottom teeth, uh, that sets them up actually to have hooks develop on the tops of their molars back in the back of their jaw Um, because the bottom teeth and the top teeth, the molars are not lined up in perfect alignment. And so, like I said earlier, those teeth are continuing to grow or erupt, and they're continuing to wear wear down. So if you have them offset just a little bit, if the top molars are pushed just a touch forward from the bottom molars, there's going to be an area on those top molars that will just continue to grow down and have nothing opposing it to grind it off. So that'll actually cause a really sharp point to develop on that top molar. Um, and if it's left uh, unaddressed, it can actually create a point that continues to grow until it pokes into the gums or the soft tissue of the bottom jaw, um, where there's no tooth to to oppose it. So that can actually become really, really painful for a horse. Um, in fact, it would it would be difficult if if you let it go long enough. Um, it would be difficult for that horse to completely close their mouth shut uh, without that top. Uh, tooth, that hook pointing into and poking the gums. Um, Another example would be underbites. So underbites can cause ramps to develop on the bottom molars. And same situation, Uh, if the bottom teeth are pushed forward, uh, there's nothing that's going to be opposing on the top tooth side. So there's a little ramp that can actually develop on that bottom molar that's closest to the front because it's got nothing, um, to wear it down. So again, same thing. If you let that ramp continue to grow and you don't get it filed off, um, it also can poke into the soft tissue on the top of the mouth, the gums on, on the top of the mouth. Um, so those are, those are kind of the simple things that you can tell just by pulling your horse's lips back and seeing, you know, are they perfectly in line, the front and top incisors, or maybe there is a an underbite or an overbite, and if you've got a horse that does have a pretty severe over or underbite, uh, you need to make sure that you are definitely getting um, that horse's teeth looked at. You know, every six, eight months at at longest every twelve months. Um, now there are other things that can certainly develop um, back in the molars again that you can't see unless you actually. Uh, get a speculum, open the mouth, pull the tongue, you know, to the side. Get a flashlight in there and, and see what's going on. So, you know, you can actually have um, horses start to lose teeth. So, as I was talking, you know, we're talking seniors here. Horses only have so much tooth, and these days horses are way outliving the life of their teeth. So there comes a point where they get to the end of tooth that they have available to grow and. They either lose the tooth or it gets completely worn off down to the gums. And that's all they're left with is just gums. So as teeth start to either have to be removed due to an infection or impaction or a fracture, um, you've got to make sure that that opposing tooth is continuing to get filed off appropriately. um, Again, so that it does not grow into the hole of the tooth that was either lost um, or had to be pulled. Another thing that can happen in those horses' mouths is called a wave or a stair step. So if certain molars are growing faster than others, um, you can actually get kind of a stair step to happen in there. And that can be really dangerous because when horses chew, they don't open and close their mouths up and down like we do. When they chew, if you pay attention, they have a grinding side-to-side motion So if you have molars in there that are all different heights, when that horse goes to grind in that circular motion, it can actually lock their jaw. So they can't get a full grind on their hay or their grain or whatever they're eating. Um, So that can actually lead to things like quitting. So quitting um, is something that becomes really common in senior horses and you'll notice it. um, So Quitting basically is just where they try to, let's take hay for example, they're going to try to eat some grass hay or pasture out in the field and they chew and they chew and they chew and they kind of ball it up into this, you know, grass hay ball and then they spit it out. And the reason that they spit it out is because they can't get a solid grind on it to get the particle size broken down small enough where they feel comfortable swallowing it. Um, so if you go out into um, a senior horse's stall or paddock or pasture, uh, look closely on the ground, and if you do see little wads of hay or grass laying around, uh, that's a sign right there that you your horse is having a hard time uh, utilizing that forage. And so, if a horse is chewing forage but not swallowing it, they're not getting that nutrition. Uh, so that means you're going to have to start providing that horse some nutrition. From a pellet, uh, pelleted feed like a fully fortified senior feed or alfalfa pellets, uh, rice bran. You know, there are a lot of different options that you can use um, to get some nutrition back into them. But just know that you're going to need to look for some um, high fiber sources because the horse is not able to utilize uh, that fiber from the hay or the pasture the way that they need to. Um, one thing that you can do is feed, um, if you can find a really good quality alfalfa, uh, the alfalfa leaves. So on a legume, those leaves are a little softer. They're a little bit easier for the horse to um, chew and, and swallow. So a lot of times senior horses will do better on alfalfa than they will on grass haze. Um, just from a, a chewing standpoint, um, on top of that, Uh, Legumes such as alfalfa or clover are also uh, much more nutrient-dense, so they have uh, more calories, they have more protein, they have a better amino acid profile, Um, all of these things that really help that horse get a little bit more nutrition out of their diet. Now, the feeding program of a senior horse that has a full set of teeth and doesn't have any kind of compromised situation going on in their mouth, um, their diet really can, can be the same as any normal horse. Um, just make sure that you have got a good quality forage and then make sure that you're using either a feed or a diet balancer or some kind of um, product to help balance the vitamins and minerals that the forage lacks. Um, and then, of course, if if you need extra calories or protein, um, you can certainly pull in those, you know, extra fat sources um, or protein, again, from supplements or from a feed. Um, now, if a horse is missing teeth or if they have very little tooth surface area left, uh, meaning they're basically a gummer, <laughs> okay, uh, those horses are going to need a really special diet because they can't use forage whether that's pasture, whether that's grass hay, or whether that's alfalfa, um, they simply don't have um, the teeth in their mouth uh, to break it down or to grind it. So those horses are going to have to rely on a complete feed of some sort, Um, particularly something that is easy to break down, um, something that can be wetted maybe with water and made into a mash. Um, I think it's important for people to remember that Horses need to consume at a bare minimum one to one and a half percent of their body weight daily, um, just to maintain body condition and and normal nutritional status. So to put that into perspective, um, for say a thousand pound horse, uh, if they have poor dental condition, um, they're going to need to eat ten to fifteen pounds per day of either a complete senior feed or of you know, uh, a mix of maybe uh, beet pulp, bran, alfalfa pellets, Timothy pellets, etc. Um, but you need to get that that full bulk of up to fifteen pounds per day in front of them. And then, if you've got a little bit larger horse, let's say you have you know maybe a, a twelve hundred pound horse, um, that that horse is going to need to eat upwards of eighteen pounds or twenty pounds per day of that complete. Uh, complete diet. And I guess keep in mind too, that if you are doing some kind of a a custom mixed mash, so let's say you're doing, you know, beet pulp and alfalfa pellets, and you're adding water to it, and you're making a mash, um, and you're feeding that, you know, you may have to, in order to get 18 or 20 pounds of that into a horse, you're going to have to break that up into a few feedings. Amino acids such as lysine are are a significant component of the senior horse diet because they really, they help maintain top line, they help maintain muscle strength, uh, which is going to be really important for an aging horse. And of course, you know, normal daily exercise is going to be an important piece of that as well. Uh, Do keep in mind if you're not going to use a a commercially fortified um, or commercially formulated senior feed. um, And instead you're going to choose to use something like beet pulp or just do alfalfa pellets or alfalfa cubes. Um, You need to make sure that you provide a diet balancer um, in order to provide the adequate vitamin and mineral needs that your horse is going to require on a daily basis. So, I'm a really big fan of the 101 Diet Balancer pellets from Stride Animal Health. Um, and I also really like NutriMix Plus, uh, particularly because it's a powder. So, if you are going to uh, make a mash for those horses that are gummers or don't have any teeth left, uh, the NutriMix Plus powder blends really well into that mash. Horses are living much longer these days. In fact, I would say that 30 is the new 20. I mean, I think that horse owners should consider it a badge of honor to be caring for a horse that's reached that stage of life. Because, I mean, while the proof is in the pudding, I mean, if you have a horse that's in his late 20s or 30s, that is proof that you are providing an excellent level of care. Um, and you know, if you own a younger horse and you want to have that horse around for a lot of years, keep in mind, it's never too early to start providing that top-notch dental care and nutrition in order to set that younger horse up for the longest possible life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.